Okay. Okay. So, so sorry, guys. This, this is this new Zoom feature. That I, used to, <laughs> I used to be able to like very subtly just like creep on you and record you, but now uh, I get exposed by Zoom. So. Right. Right. Okay. But the, so Helmut asked the question. I want to just kind of mention this again that Helmut asked the question about uh, sprink, uh, sprinklers on a timer and other things, which gets into the topic of Afshamilsa and. Um, what, one of the was a question that somebody asked that they're so they're living in, um, I think they're living in Australia. Their parents are living in the U.S. and they have a smart home or a reasonably smart home. And their question was, could their son monitor? So basically, there are devices now which can monitor lights, air conditioning, different things through an app. And the question is, if they can give the son who was living in Australia access to the app. To turn on and off lights on Shabbos in the parents' house, to modify the air conditioning in the parents' house up and down, heating, turn on things, whatever it is, right? Um, and halakhically, right? So if you think so, if you think through this for a second, right? So so the malacha is happening. So he's doing malacha in a non-Shabbos area. Okay. The impact happens to be happening there. So um, you know, so so that's an interesting question of itself. There are many discussions about about how that works but um, they're all jewish right about the all the participants no, they're, they're all jewish right but so so the I, I heard a posak who wanted to say it should be forbidden because of amir la'akum right because this is if amir la'akum is prohibited this is for sure prohibited exactly i disagree with this very strongly because um that i think is a very difficult rationale unless you're somebody who is a like of the level of a shokanar or somebody higher to be able to make those types of correlations. Meaning, if you can argue why this fits in Tamir La'akam, that's one thing. But if you're going to tell me, like in the language of Kalvachomer, meaning if the rabbis forbade A and this to me seems a lot worse than, than A, for mm -hmm. sure this is forbidden, it's very difficult, especially because if we if we recall the reasoning behind Amir La'akam, right? was because of one of two issues. The first was because of shlichos, and there's a potential that this is considered a form of kind of messenger, right? Another is that there is a benefit coming from Chil Shabbos and the desecration of Shabbos, right? And we talked about that even though a non-Jew himself does not have Chil Shabbos, at the end of the day, Shabbos is being desecrated on their behalf. It's very hard to fit that in over here. So, yeah, but, Rabbi, but Rabbi, one of the arguments that we made is that, that Exactly. So you, you you could not be an agent, right? So a non-Jew cannot be an agent for a Jew, right? But yeah. but in this case, you can be an agent, right? So so if you give the password for your home system to your son that is not mm -hmm. at, at Shabbat right now, then you're doing exactly that, right? You they they can look at whether they are freezing or 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 being too cold and then they can regulate the temperature oh, which a, a non-jew would not be able to do no, no. so so that's what i'm saying so buy it so right for a non-jew right there would be two issues one would be right so let's kind of go back right so the first question is um uh that a jew benefiting from the work of a non-jew on shop right which is the most directly related to so this as we've said only applies to a non-jew the reason is is because there's a concern that if a person kind of accustoms himself to asking for a non-jew to do this for him or benefiting from it, either according to Tosfos, he will come to ask directly, right, a non-Jew, or but that, but that's specific to the case of a non-Jew, right? That's where mm -hmm. you can benefit from a non-Jew because there's a concern that you'll come to ask him. This is different, right? We're not going to make timers forbidden because there's a concern that maybe you'll ask a non-Jew to go turn your air conditioning on on Shabbos, right? We we know that, right? We we're not, and and the other concern of being nana from the lecha Shabbos. The idea is that by a non-Jew, right, the, in everything, all the ingredients of a malacha of the desecration of Shabbos is being done. The only difference is that it's not being done by a bar chiyuva. It's not being done by somebody who has the obligation of Shabbos, right? So there we talked about the notions of, you know, how proxy can work or whatever it is, right? Over here, there is no chil Shabbos being done at all, right? You are notifying in a way that's 100% permissible the company is sending or the software is sending a signal, right? And that's all, everything's happening automatically, right? So the person who's doing the malacha, who's the son, is doing it in a place where there's no chil shop. So, you know, as far as, as that's concerned, I don't think there should be a problem. 
the problem could be is Afshamilsa. It's the thing that since this is something which, you know, a regular person, this is not normal yet. I mean, I don't know, maybe in the Soviet Union, this was normal, right? That, you know, you know, the lights would flash if the KGB was listening too carefully, right? But but this is, you know, this is not yet normal practice. So maybe, and here I'm, I'm not giving up sock because I am super ignorant about the exact parameters of option Milsa and when we apply and when we don't and how it works. This is for obviously much smarter people than me. But, but that's the reason why I would think it would be a problem. Not because you have a right to correlate this, to connect this to Amir Lachim. Yeah, how much are you saying? No, no, I mean, I would have had similar thoughts. Like if, if, you, if you look at what would happen if you were to do something like this, right? So you would have essentially the earth divided into into zones, right, where there's no Shabbat, right, and then and then people would 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 control, you know, their heat and their light and stuff like this from the other zones, right, and then but then what would prevent you from then intentionally because you know that somebody's watching, you 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 go and say like, wouldn't it be nice if the light turned on? Right. Okay, so, so that's and then, and then suddenly you you are actually asking for it, right? So, so over the interesting question, right? Because that would really get us into the question of hearing. So last week I gave a share about right about uh, video recording and sound recording, right? So if they're listening to you live and they can hear you, the issue would be kind of sending that signal, right? Transmitting the signal, right? Meaning, how could you notify the people across the world? So either you're being video recorded. And that is problematic as far as that's concerned, right? But if let's say you don't have that, right? So they're just kind of monitoring the temperature in the house. And let's say, you know, and 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 you can't go breathe on the thermostat and raise the temperature because that would be miscave, right? There'll be all sorts of problems, right? But but let's say, you know, you're walking around the house, it's getting hot, the temperature is going up, you whatever, preset it at 75 because you want it to be cheap, and really you need it down to like 68, right? And this person across the world knows it. So to me, it's no different than the case where a person accepts upon themselves early Shabbos, right? Because even if we say Tosefa Shabbos is the right, so that someone can accept upon themselves early Shabbos, and it's biblically Shabbos, halacha is, he can ask another Jew to go do work for him, right? Right. We talked about cases where, um, you know, where one Jew is meeting on Zoom, right? And with, with a non-Jew, who we're by the non-Jewish Shabbos, that's not considered to be Amir Lakam because where the person is, it's not Amir. So these cases are kind of, they're, they're clear, right? This is fine. Now, you're arguing that, that we are in a slippery slope situation and we can come out that one half of the world could control the other half of the world. That's true. And that can happen now. And, you know, it's limited enough. I mean, so to make something forbidden because of that, requires like a, you know, takanas chachamim, right? Requires like someone of the stature of like, I don't know, some of the biggest poskim to be able to draw precedent, have the correct intuition, be able to make such a decree, and even then it would be controversial. Even Feinstein could not stop timers. No, no, no I'm saying, and, 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 and like, and like, like, like Moshe Feinstein was arguing yeah. in a very kind of logical place, option most, right? So, so again, you know, option most is the only place where this could be legislated and i i definitely don't have the brain to be able to decide but i'm saying this what this rabbi was arguing because of amir lakam like i felt that that was not a fair connection a fair a fair okay. relation and i thought okay so what i want to talk about tonight actually really goes back to the roots we we always kind of assumed this in our model but we've never actually kind of discussed this explicitly just the laws of electricity on shop why is electricity prohibited and you read articles and people mention from a chazanesh, from a this, from a that. And the problem with that is that the way people relate to the prohibition of a chazanesh, who considers it to be biblical or other prohibitions, people don't take it seriously. The reason why people don't take it seriously is because people don't really understand the laws of vineyard, the laws of building. And people don't understand the very deep nuanced kind of you know, position. And, and the one who is lenient on electricity Who's, who kind of forbids it only because, you know, he's deferring to certain authorities, even though he doesn't really understand halakhically why it should be forbidden biblically for sure, possibly even the Rabbanon is Reb Shlomo Zaman Arbach. And what people don't understand is that Reb Shlomo Zaman Arbach deferred to the Chazanish, meaning they, they met and the Chazanish told, he, he, he told the Chazanish, well, one of your, one of your proofs, well, one of your statements has no proof, and the Chazanish said, my das Torah 
my Das Torah says this, meaning that this is my intuition based on everything I've learned. This is my, and Rav Shlomo Zalman at that point dropped that whole argument because he said, if, I'm, if the Chazanish provides a source, I can argue on the source. But if the Chazanish says, this is my Das Torah, it means that the entire Shah says this way. And I can't argue with the entire Shas. So Reb Shlomo Zalman, who is the person a lot of people rely on, was, was lenient. The other thing is, is that, and this is true among many, many Sephardim, that there are some Sephardi postkim who wrote early on that they wanted to permit electricity on Yom Tov. And there's our Hashokhan, but it's very important to realize that many of the early postkim did not really understand what was going on. They didn't look into the actual facts. Um, because they, they, they spoke to somebody who they thought knew, and that person probably thought they knew. And the Aruch HaShulchan himself says very clearly, he says explicitly, uh, when the Aruch HaShulchan talks about things shutting off lights and Yom Tov or whatever, and I forget the case, he basically says, he says, I don't know if this is how it works, but based on what you're telling me, this should be okay. And what that person telling him, I forget exactly the case, is 100% incorrect. Like, just practically. And, and, and Aruch HaShulchan is being very upfront about that. So then people will go quote the Aruch HaShulchan and say the Aruch HaShulchan permits it. Aruch HaShulchan did not permit it. He said it very clearly, based on ABC. Okay, So therefore, it's important for us. I want to go through. I have a source sheet over here. I'm going to share it in the chat. And uh, Vlad and Helmut, I sent it. And David also, uh, leave. I sent it to your email. I know that you like it better that way. Um, and just to make clear, using electricity, you mean turning on and turning off things. Not Yeah, I'm not talking about lights. Because lights, that we've talked about numerous times, Right, both um, uh, fluorescent and incandescent is likely biblical. I mean, incandescent for sure biblical, fluorescent also because there needs to be a spark to start the reaction. And blood, I'm sure could 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 explain to us very well. Um, LED is is uh, rabbinic as far as you know. LED would be dependent on the results of electricity, but but um, you know, okay. So so let's. I, I'm going to share the screen. I also sent out the source sheet. I'm going to share the screen and I want to go through a cup kind of the first is the most lenient approach in some sense, right? Which understands the prohibition to be a prohibition of what's called molid or no. Yeah. Sorry, before I forget, like with the sparks, hypothetically in the winter, should I be try try and be uh, kind of careful with static electricity? So that's, a like very, it's so, so that's a very good question. So sparks that don't last or have no real effect, right? Just the spark itself of Shomo Zaman in many places says it's not a problem, right? Mm -hmm. the, the issue I think with the, with, the, it, with, the, with the bulbs is that the spark causes a reaction. I'll see. Uh, that could be worse. But again, I'm not 100% I'm not sure. Meaning I'm shrugged, stock electricity is not a problem. That's discussed in the postcom. Um, okay, so so... So the first, the first source is a Gemara in Beitzach, the Gemara says as follows. Talking about Anyamtif using spices to create a nice smell in the room, right? Some kind of incense. Um, so Agabi Kharas, so putting it on top of hot ceramic is also forbidden. Why? Because through doing this, he is creating a scent in the room, right? So people... There's a large discussions about antiperspirant that you know changes form. Uh, discussions about making ice, right? Mold is a, is a, is a very complicated topic, right? Uh, one of the kind of interesting discussions about mold that many people talk about, which has to do with whether or not there's mold by food or not, is placing a scoop of ice cream on top of a brownie, a hot brownie, for meaning for the ice cream to kind of melt on the brownie and saturate the brownie. So there's one question over there of Bischel. Uh, which is an interesting question, but there's also an interesting question of molar because you're doing it intentionally, okay? I'm not getting into that. Um, so it's just, I want to bring up as many questions as I could, so this way you know, living as a Jew is an incredible minefield. Um, <laughs> it's also forbidden. Why? Because it creates this, produces a scent. Rabbi Reb Yosef Darmi Tarvayus, Rabbi and Reb Yosef both said, um, uh, 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 it's forbidden to, to kind of spill or turn over a cup of perfume onto a garment. Why is permissible in a person's different discussion? Because he's creating a new scent in the garment. Another example, 
blown min hamayim, right? You cannot um, uh, create fire, meaning produce a spark intentionally or some kind of fire from all these different materials, right? And you also can't heat up and change so tiles to the point where they're red hot to cook on them. My because he's being mild. He's 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 introducing, he's creating some new power, some new form in the thing. Okay. Ain't Isin Megumer, so this is brought down to Shokanarak as well. That ain't Megosum Lomer, the Hino Lafazim some Malgachalam, you can't spread out various spices on the coals to um to you know bring scent into the house or into vessels. But you can do it to improve the quality of food. This has to do with Meilid Ba'ichlam, which is not our topic, right? And the and the Ramah says, because it creates a scent. Okay. So these postgim all say that this notion of creating creating a force, creating a scent in something else, it is prohibited. Now, if we scroll down to the bottom, if I by mistake, put the source second to the bottom. Right. If you look, it's it's kind of the second to bottom source on the page over here. So this is from the Shail Sutrubas Basi. It's like it was one of the big poskim, right? I think it was even earlier than the Khaznish. He says, mm-hmm. So he was asked about whether or not it's permissible to speak in a telephone on Shabbos. <laughs> According to my opinion, that there's a prohibition here. Somebody who uh, is careful or cares about their soul should stay away from this. Because even disregarding the fact that they have to, um, that they that they have to, that they have to, um, you know, uh, hit and press the various buttons and create a bell. Right? If he wants to speak, there's a problem with generating sound on, 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 Yom, on, on Shabbos. It has to do with instruments and, and, and these things. There's another reason to make it forbidden. Through uh, kind of cre- creating the electric current, it creates a new force, a new power, a new capacity for this thing. Like the similar to the case of putting the cup of spices where you're creating a new property, some kind of new new force in the garment. This is a problem of molid. What is this? Oh, electrisha farbindung. How many ideas? Farbindung. It's a connection. Forbidden. Oh, connection. Okay, <laughs> thank you. So it is, it is, it is forbidden to make an electric connection on Shabbos. Okay. Okay. So basically, we can translate these words later, right? But what what the what the Beitzitzak is saying over here, right, is that the problem with electricity is a problem of molid, right? Molid is a rabbinical prohibition. So the feature, the way, the characteristic, or the, the kind of the characterization of molid is where you take an item and you create in it a new property, right? A new state. You change something about the state of the item and you give it a new force or a new form or different things, right? One of the classic examples, according to some opinions, there's a debate about this, about making ice on Shabbos, about doing other things. So this is a rabbinical prohibition. Now, one of the consequences of this approach is that shutting off electricity on Shabbos, according to this, should be permissible. Because molid is where you create a force. But when there's no problem with taking something away, right? There, that, that is not mola. Taking something away does not, it's not creating anything, right? So many, so Rav Shalmazalman, among others, says, according to this logic, theoretically, shutting off electricity on Shabbos should be permissible as well. So can I ask a question on that? Yeah. So I have a light in my room, yeah, and I say I can't, I cannot sleep with the light on it. So I currently have a room where I am incapable of sleeping in. Right. I turn off the light, and now I have a room that I can sleep in. Why is that not molded? Okay, that's a very good question. So, so the 
it's not shutting off the electricity, right? It has to do the when we talk about molar, we talk about the device, right? You did not introduce a new property into the device. Okay. You facilitated a new usage of the room. Okay. Now there is an it's very interesting discussion, which we didn't get to in the laws of Amir La'akam. If let's say somebody has a locked room and a non-Jew opens the door for him using electricity. So over there, Moshe has a very interesting discussion about did he kind of create the room for you in some sense, right? And and there, but as far as Nolan goes, I don't think it would go that far. Okay. Um, now, now, can uh, I ask you a question yeah, about sure. the, the detail? I mean, like if if let's say you have a device, right? Yeah. You have a cell phone, mm -hmm. and you turn the cell phone on. And then there's some changes in, you know, electric circuits, electrons flow around and, 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 and stuff like that, and then does something. Yeah. But, but if you go into the detail of anything, I mean, for example, any material, any, a table, a, a chair has electrons, has electron band structures, has, you know, if, if you move a chair, you're changing the state of the atoms and I mean like uh, yeah my <laughs> question is so, so at what level at what right. level is is right. it becoming a that's a very and, good question that's and, a and we're, we're seeing always lower and lower energy devices right I mean they, they use less and less energy mm -hmm. which means that at one point it's indistinguishable between you know a, a, an electronic device and 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 anything that you do mm -hmm. Right, so that's a very good question. So, so the answer, the answer would be over there is that did you create like a new use or a substantive change, in such that there is something different perceptibly about it now than there was. Now, in some sense, you're right that there is a certain subjective nature to mold, right? There is going to be, you know. So making a drink colder, for example, that's not mold because there the the state is the same. Even though, yes, it, you know, the molecules slow down on, on the cold. I, I hope I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not let's, right? but, but when it changed to ice, when there's like a, a substantive change in the form of the object, there, there could be a discussion of mold, right? There's a, adding coloring to a liquid, adding coloring to a liquid, there's a substantive change to the form of the object. Now, you know, how do we kind of carefully define substantive? I can't do that on one foot. Right, and and this is one of the things that really requires us to learn the sugya of molar really, really well to develop based on all the cases that we see and the precedents that we have a strong intuition of what would qualify a substance. But it does require intuition because you're right, there there is a spectrum. Okay, now Rabbi Solomon does not love does not love this issue of molar. Okay, he does not love molar. One of the reasons is because he wants to argue, he uses this a lot, and it's not very clear where he's coming from with this, but he really wants to say that there's something called derech tashmisho. So we're, we, we could look uh, at Rabshon Mazaman. I don't know if I included both of his truvos here or not. Um, here, let so, me just include. So, so, but let me, so, so the, the closing of a circuit, right? That's, that's the state. The verbindung, right? So there, there, there is yeah. this, so, no, this so, if you so, close the so, circuit. So to him, right, it's not so much really a conversation about the circuit, right? For him, it's more about what what it did. Sorry, one second. Make Okay, thank you. Okay, okay. Right, for him, for him, it's really more, I'm sorry, this type is going to be really hard to read. I'm sorry. I'll try <laughs> to zoom, zoom it in. Let me see if I can do that here. Um, so... Uh, one second, update, update Chrome. Okay, use this right. Um, could have, you could have zoomed before the update. I could have, um, I could, I know, but I'm not sure how to do that. I mean, I, I'm not sure, I, I know how to do that, but here, I'm sorry, guys. One second here, electricity on Shabbos. Let me reshare the screen. Okay, yeah, sorry, how you, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying so. So a lot of now electronics, for example, they they're always on, right? So they're 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 sort of in a state of even if electronic devices sleep, they do constantly things. 
Right. So, so that's a good question. And that we're going to, it's really a question about increasing and decreasing current. So for MOLED, right, as long as there's a change of functionality or a change of form, there'll be a problem, right? Uh, now, the, the question is, let's say you have, uh, right, an LED light on a dimmer, yeah? And you're just kind of increasing the voltage, right? You're, you're whatever, increasing the current, whatever, flood, what, what's the correct thing? Or how much you're... Yeah, you're increasing the current. That's, that's increasing the current, okay, whatever, right? So you're increasing the current. So so th is that MOLED? That's not MOLED because you're not creating a new form. So Shomazama wants to argue that basically according to the according to the approach of MOLED, one can argue that increasing and decreasing current would be would be would be uh, <coughs> would be okay. Other people say maybe not because you know since every second it's new current coming in, so by increasing it, it's like kind of adding kind of it's, it's it, it could be as if you're turning it on, but it's 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 much harder from from the point of view of MOLED, and and that's kind of one of the one of the big discussions. But uh, they clearly didn't learn calculus. <laughs> why? No, because it's it's this whole thing about whether you know a continuous function can be. You know? <laughs> oh right, can be can be can be viewed as, as can be put into little steps of, of... Right. can be viewed as discrete, right? Discretizing. So so before David gets very upset about us bringing math into into halakha, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Applied mathematicians get nervous from these things. Okay. Why? Uh, I'm not sure. You can talk to him. It's, it's a conversation you should have offline. <laughs> let's let's move on. So no, but yes, so so that'll be an interesting thing. So now the the other the other question of of, of MOLED is that um, what we're concerned about is the electricity, right? Now if let's say we talk about so we're talking about say plugging in a phone or something that has like a perceptible difference, fine. But let's say you're plugging in an appliance, right? And it's off, it doesn't turn on. You're plugging in an appliance. There is current there flowing through, right? But but it, it but you know it 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 but it it like it does not turn on. Meaning no, there's no there is now potential for function here, right? But but that true just, before the device is plugged in. Sorry, wouldn't that be true even before the device is plugged in? You have a device right. that, no, no, you know. exactly. So, so that's a good point, right? So, on one hand, the potential is there before, but you can say plugging it in, I'm allowing the electricity to flow in, and now it it has the capacity to do something. So, from a molar perspective, it would be much harder to argue that molar because it's not perceptible. So, right. so, so, Rabbi, let, let me let me ask. So we have these sh the, the in in our bedrooms. We have what is called a shabalp. Have you heard of these? <laughs> Oh, um, so, so it's an LED. It's an LED light that has a screen, right? So you have a little. You 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 turn it on, right? And then and then there's a little screen that you can turn off the light and turn it on, but yeah. you're not actually changing. Exactly. Uh, you you're not turning on anything, or you're not changing the current. Now, now but at the same time, the issue is with LEDs. Um, you know, if you close the screen, right, and the light not ca cannot come out, then the light will stay in, and, and the LED will get hotter, right? And that means that the efficiency of the LED will change, and maybe the current will change, small amounts, but it will change. So, is this should we go this deep and and say? Oh, sure. So that's that's a very good question. But over there, right, we have we we get over there into two other issues. We get into right, anal muscovum secretion del nicole, right? Because you're not intending for the current to change or for the bulk okay. to matter, right? And also, there's a question of gram. Also, there's a question if it's a secretion. So, so that, so, so you know, that's an interesting question. But you know, it, we're talking about right now, you know, kind of, you know, direct. So, so plugging in a plug on on a off appliance, even though the current is flowing, by the argument of Molin, will be much more, much more, much more, much more difficult. Mm -hmm. Here is the Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi also wants to say. That molid is since molid is not a well-parametized halacha, we could only apply it to precedent that we have from our sages. Mm -hmm. But that's not so. So that's if you, when you go through the. There's a very long Mishnah Brura and Shinyevchas. It's not necessarily true. Molid actually, in common practice, people do try to apply it, even for examples. You know, even 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 for even for kind of non 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 halachic remarks. 
Now, okay, so th- that's some of the issues with Molot again. So Molot, it seems fairly reasonable that there should be a problem with Molot. However, it being a problem with Molot would mean, A, it's the Rabbanon, B, uh, it's not really clear what would be the problem with shutting off electricity, and C, um, creating the curtain itself without any perceptible change in the item, right, in the, in the, in the appliance would be harder to understand. Right, because that would really be taking that would be molded in, in kind of potentiality, or maybe it changes. That's a little bit that that's already much more much more difficult. Okay, so now we have the Chazonish. Now the Chazonish uh, is famous for saying it's binyan. Okay, so let's I'll, I'll read the Chazonish inside a little bit, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of background about binyan, which is very important to understand the Chazonish. So the Chazonish says as follows: The model of Ner Chashmal B'Shavas over here is talking about electric light. So, you know, they're skipping part of part of the chuba here. So, yesh bezem mishum tikkun mana. There's a problem of tikkun mana. Tikkun mana, we're going to see, is makabipatash, meaning it's the completion <coughs> and the fixing of, of, an, of an item. Kiva shema'amido al-techunato, since he is now making it fit for use, lizro metazerem ha-chashmal betmidos, to be able to um, kind of, you know, have the kind of current coming in a steady way. And this is very close to genuine building, like somebody making a vessel, right? And here we need to kind of think about this for a second, okay? An electric item that's not being used, right? right? A coffee pot that doesn't work, is it a coffee pot? Well, this is not like a philosophical question, right? But it definitely should give us kind of pause when we think about parametizing, right? If something does not have the functionality for which it was intended, does that take away from the characterization of the thing as a as that vessel, okay? So it's easy, I think, it's very reasonable for us to, you know, you can probably argue either way. It's, you know, philosophy 101, have fun with that. But, but from like a intuitive perspective for us, it's definitely not beyond the realm to, 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 to understand that it does take away from the characterization of the thing, right? Is it an oven if it doesn't work? I could understand why that would take away from the oven. So therefore, once you plug it in and you give it this functionality, it could be argued that there is some completion of the vessel there. Reb Shalom would argue and say no. Why? Because since this item is meant to be plugged in and out, it's meant to be used this way that you could decide whether or not to have electricity. Therefore, part of the, the this is this is a fully formed vessel, whether or not there's electricity flowing in there. Okay. And that's a very nuanced machlokas, right? Because it's really, you know, and it's we can't really weigh in on this. And the reason why we can't weigh in is because in order to be able to have an opinion on this you have to really understand very, very well the Talmudic characterization of a vessel. For example, is a toilet a kli, a vessel, okay? Now, toilets you buy separately, they're separate, right? But they're not actually useful, unless you're one of the straight people who go in the store, right? Until you install it in your house and it's built in, right? This has tremendous, I'm sorry, that was a bit crude, but this has tremendous ramifications. I just unfortunately saw it happen once and very disturbing in a Home Depot near Passaic. Now, the, the, as I remember thinking about it, oh, does that mean that with regards to the laws of Nida, we have to characterize toilets differently? With regards to the laws of Nida, it's a big question about toilets because if a toilet is considered to be a Kli, a vessel, then it's something which could become impure and there's all sorts of ramifications with the laws of Nida. However, if, if a, a, since a toilet is not functional until it's installed in the house and it needs to be attached to the house, then it could be it's not a keili, it's considered to be part of the house, which is karka, which is considered to be land, and land is not susceptible to becoming impure and would have an entirely different profile with regards to the laws of Nida. So therefore, my, my point just is, a vessel as we define it is not a vessel as Talmud defines it. So therefore, to be able to weigh in intelligently on this machlokas between Reb Shlom and the Chazanish, one would really have to be very, very proficient in all the Talmudic sources about how a Kli is defined. Okay, fine. So that's so that's so that's one one approach. Um, now, 
uh, there, so he says over here a very interesting thing. He says, Kaosikli, the Kol Shekane Khan, for sure over here, Shahutim Khubram Libaya, since the wire, since the outlet is then the, the plug attaches it to the house, Bahabile Kibona Bemakhubar, and it's as if the person is building, is kind of doing work on a structure on a home as opposed to a vessel. Structures work on a home is much more stringent in the laws of building. In the laws of building, even a temporary fix to a home is a problem as opposed to a temporary fix to a vessel is not. So Binyan Bakarka building in, in, in the fix in, in the kind of in, in property is much more stringent. So he wants to argue that since you plug it into the wall, it could be considered part of the house, part of the ground, and that makes it much more strict. Uh, and this doesn't fit into the rubric of there's no binion with vessels. It's like attached binion vestira, and he says that this should be considered to be to be to be to be real bona. But he says you don't need this. That afilu even if it's kalim this is called building. Now, I remember talking to somebody that, that there. So there is a very big leniency in the laws of immersing vessels. Um, there is a big issue with Keurigs or other kind of electronic things, right? That they have some metal parts and theoretically you have to immerse them. But very often, if you immerse them in water, it can fry the electronics, right? So there are different things. Some people say you could immerse them. Some people say you can take apart a certain piece and then rebuild it. So it's as if you built it, yada, yada, I'm not getting into the laws of immersing. But there are those that want to argue that based on the logic of the Chazonish, that when you plug it in, it's considered to be attached to the ground. So maybe one can argue that when one plugs in a Keurig, a Keurig is not a cleave. It's not a vessel. And therefore it doesn't require immersion because it can only function when plugged in. The irony is, is that the person who was telling me this leniency was then telling me that obviously all electricity is 100% permissible on shops. So I was telling him that if you're going to consider it to be mechaber, then this is what the Chazanish is talking about. This is the real issue of bone, okay? Um, but the Chazanish, it's good for us, I mean, or it's more, much more clear why he talks about, you know, even other things, because this would not apply, obviously, to battery-operated devices, right? Because a battery-operated device is not attached to the ground, okay? Now, by the way, Rabbi, what's so funny is when you say that you plug something in and you plug it to the ground is actually also an ele electric thing, right? Because you, you're not only plugging in something, but you're also plugging it to the ground, which means that you're plugging it to the Earth's uh, supply of electrons. Uh, okay. Yes. That, that, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a higher level, why is Mechaber? On a higher level. This is a very high level. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now he's going to give this general approach, right? So when you turn on the electricity that you allow the current to flow through the wires, it's as if you, um, so taka was then, they used to have these vessels, these kind of chairs, right? That you would kind of like two pieces that you would click together, right? So you had two pieces that you would connect to make a chair. So there were a certain kind of cloth chairs or canvas chairs that they would click together and they would say, and, and even though you kind of clicked it in firmly and it functioned, since it was a vessel, it was only prohibited mid Now, here he's getting into a very subtle debate. The case of the chairs is as follows. So you have two pipes or two kind of connecting things. They, they exist, they exist separately, right? They may not have major functionality, but they're clearly two separate things that through the kind of taka, through sticking them together, you're giving them some kind of new functionality, okay? Why this is not molded, I'm not gonna get into. I understand why, why it would sound like that. But as far as building, building with a vessel, right, is, is only a problem if you're doing a real kind of new new thing. You're creating a clea, right? as opposed to over here, since these two things had an existence separately together and then you combine them by vessels, there's a leniency. And here's what I mean, that you really have to get into the weeds of the laws of building to be able to understand the nuance behind the chazanish, okay? Because he's really getting into the weeds of what's considered building a vessel. Because over here, he's gonna make the following argument. Um, 
אבל אין התקעה מכרעסם לגשם אחד, כל שפירוקו נחוץ לטיח של הנמך, אבל תיקון סורה להגשם ונעשה על ידי זה השימש ועדי חשבון. So what he wants to say is like this, is that a wire without electricity is nothing, okay? Now, what that means is hard to understand, but he wants to say that until there's electrons floating through the wire, the wire and the electrons both don't have form. Now, they're in, in kind of the language in Hebrew, what he's using is there's something called chomer and something called tzura. Chomer means a material matter, right? And tzura means form, right? So clay is the chomer. Then when you shape it into a sculpture, it gives it form. So he feels that electricity flowing through a wire when you connect those two things together, when you, so then that, create something new here, as opposed to when you're taking two pieces of a disconnected chair and you click them together, yes, there's new functionality. Yes, it wasn't a chair before, and now it's a chair, but both those things had existence before. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman pushes back very hard against this. He says, the wire is the wire is the wire. It's there before. So the Chazanish, if you hear, I have, I have over here on bottom in 14, he responds to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman's question over here, and he says, that it really has to do with our intuition, with our perception. When one heats up iron, one is not creating any new existence here. The heat exists in the, in this, Kind of is is kind of exists or it, it, it heated up something about the 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 metal and now the metal is trying to get back to a state of equilibrium right where it kind of you know expels the heat now on the physical level I know deep down right that's it's more kind of inherent with the, you know but but what he's saying is is that how we perceive it right is that the metal and the heat are kind of separate from each other right Right? That it, it, when you flow electricity through a wire, right, it kind of, the way he's understanding is that it awakens a certain latent force. And it's using kind of the inherent properties of, of inside the wire to be able to transfer this, right? Now, you, a physicist can explain this a lot better than me, from what I understand, right? It's not, it's like more like a wave, right? Passing through um, a material as opposed to the actual electrons moving. Am I, am I correct? You could say the electrons move somewhat. Yeah, they move a little bit, I'm saying, but, but like it's more of like an energy that's being passed through a wave, right? Am I, am I correct? Oh, you mean the electricity itself traveling long distance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the existing electric field changes. Yeah, okay. you mean AC or something? No, no. no. I'm, I'm just trying to say is it's not like the the wire is not simply like a so Rabshom Zalman is conceptualizing the wire as a pipe, okay, and the electricity as water traveling through a pipe, okay. But it, this is correct. I mean, this so is... so and now so so he sees them as two separate entities. The Chazanish is, is is conceptualizing the wire as like a pond of water where when you slap on one side of the palm, pond, right, the force travels through the pond, right? But it's, usually, it's utilizing kind of the, the, the you know, the-, the Existing the, water. Yeah, the existing water, right? The energy is flowing through, but it's not as if the water particles on one side of the pond are going to the other side of the pond, right? Right. So, so they're kind of conceptualizing it a little bit differently. And therefore for the Chazanish, you are actually creating something here, which I, I, you guys know better than me in this. But, but, I, but I don't understand why this makes why this would make a difference. Okay, so the reason because, I mean, there's, there's clearly, I mean, if you if you think about an electric circuit, there have to be electrons going from one side to the other side, right? No, no. So he's not. And, and, this, and the state, by the way, of the wire is not very different. I mean, like under current or not under current, it's essentially the same number of electrons per. It's it's like a it's like a a water pipe, right? When a water pipe, there's water flowing through it. At any time you stop, you have the same number of water molecules in a pipe. No, 100%. But, but my, From my, that perspective, it, it doesn't change state, right? No, no. So, so that's not, so I agree with that. But I'm saying the, the, the issue over here is 
if let's say you kind of can mark an electron, right? Now, will that electron, so the energy that is being carried- but The electron will actually go from, from one. But if we'll, we'll go from one to the other, but, but from what I understood, and I could be wrong, is that the primary energy, right, is not, is, is, is traveling a lot faster than that, uh, than that electron actually travel. Yeah. Yeah? It scatters. Yeah, so, my, so, 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 what, so what I'm saying is, is that it's using the existing material in the wire to transmit the energy, right? As opposed to a water pipe, the wire is mere, the, the pipe is merely a, 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 like not even a vehicle, right? It's like a conduit, right? right. So, well, so, well, so I'm saying, so there's a very subtle question over here, right? <clears throat> for, for the Chazanish, he's conceptualizing that by introducing electricity or the way a wire kind of into a wire or how the wire transmits electricity, it changes something. It, the wire itself, it's not simply the fusion of two things together to create something more than themselves. There, there's something inherent happening over here, right? And, and, and again, this has to do with a very big subtlety in Binyan Bikalem and different things. I'm just trying to say that like, there, there is, the machlokas here is incredibly subtle, right? And, and, and subtle primarily about how they understand maybe, you know, how they're conceptualizing electric flow, how they're conceptualizing, you know, what is considered to be the fusion of two items as opposed to the creation of a new one, right? So, so that's where it gets very, very complicated. And that's kind of where the nuance of the machlokas is. Is this actually where, the, where this, this story came from that Feynman was asked? No, no, this happened at YU. This happened at YU. Oh, this, and, oh, I see. No, no, no. So I was saying that story. If, if you, if you, if you, yeah, if you have to, if you read the book, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Yeah. The end over there. Yeah, he right. was very confused by that. But... He was annoyed. I mean, <laughs> like, why do these guys want to learn science for not science sake? And then, then whatever, and whatever. But I see why they wanted to know, right? Because oh, it's exactly. So, but they were asking if it's fire or not. Now, yeah. that's an entirely different, you know, question. And, and that he was right, but. As we see over here, right, nobody here needs electricity to be fired. That's not the point, right? right. That's how a lot of people miss the bar. I remember talking to people, they're like, oh, well, in those days, they thought electricity was fire, so obviously it's permissible. <laughs> okay, right? So as we see, right, you know, anybody who says such a thing, you know, probably not worth talking to. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the, so, so that is, that is the view of the Chazanish. Chazanish wants to argue it's, it's, it's building. The way to argue on the Chazanish is in three ways. Number one, the Chazanish is making one, two very, very important assumptions. By assumptions, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying assumptions, right? Places to argue. Number one is that he's saying that this, that connecting a wire, right, is this would be considered making a vessel. The, the, the Shomazaman disagrees. That's one very, very, very important distinction because there is a law in the building of vessels that if something is only temporary, when you're building, a, if let's say you want to attach a kind of a removable shelf to a built-in bookshelf. So a bookshelf is actually kind of part of the wall. So that's forbidden on Shabbos. That's forbidden on Shabbos because, you know, even though it's only kind of a temporary, very easily uh, removable thing, building in a structure is much more stringent than a vessel. However, if you have a bookshelf that is detached from the wall, meaning it's a vessel, and you have a, you know, not one of those require any kind of fixing, but one that is just like lift on and off, you can put a bookshelf back on Shabbos, right? So that is permissible. So one can argue, and, and that's what Shama Zaman argues, that electricity flowing through a wire or causing the electricity to flow through a wire is exactly that. It's a temporary, easy thing that can come and go, right? It's what we call in the language of Binyan, low, right, low mihudak. It's not fixed. It's not set. It's something which is very easy. It's rough fat. It's weak, right? And therefore, it should be permissible. The Chazanish is saying a very strange thing. He's saying that 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 we allow that by vessels has to do with the fact that because if they have this form, meaning and it goes easily on and off, then we see them as two individual entities that come together. And they're lo chashuv, they're not, they're not, it's not considered that you really created something over here. As opposed to if they don't have, if they're kind of inherent and you're creating something new, that's considered to be to be worse. 
It's a chiddush of the chazanish in Binyan. And again, we're not qualified to comment on is this a major chiddush because we don't have a deep enough understanding in this sugya, in this topic of rafa versus not rafa. Okay, I want to just go through one more issue. This is the Rambam. The Rambam writes, right? Anything which is considered to be the completion of labor, right? Is you transgress a biblical prohibition of makabapatish, right? So one of the you know, canonical examples over here is a person, you know, has you know a, a, a finished thing, it requires him to kind of scrape off a little piece, as the Rambam says, right? This is a this is a problem, meaning even though the thing which you're doing is very minimal, but if it enables or completes the construction of a vessel, that's considered to be makabapatish. Makabipatish is a very broad prohibition, right? Reb Usher Weiss and others want to argue that it really implies to any real creative labor on Shabbos, they take it very far. But Makabipatish is one of the very common questions, right? One of the big issues is if somebody gets, um, I forget, what, what, yeah, maybe some shirts or something, right? That have like a stitch or something that make it kind of, you can't open it up without the stitch, without tearing the stitch. That could be a problem with makabapatish, right? If the sleeves have a stitch that kind of to kind of keep them pressed, you can't cut the stitch because it gives you use of the jacket on shops. So makabapatish is where where you are where you are uh, completing an item. So there are those that want to argue that the prohibition of electricity is makabapatish. Why? Because before the electricity, you don't have the real use of the item, and with the electricity, you now have completed the item. Now. Here, the, here, here, you know, Shemazama would argue all his regular arguments that is that Makabipatish most likely is where you did something that finalizes the thing. But if this is the way you use the item, right, then it's not Makabipatish. <coughs> okay. If this is the way you're supposed to use the item, turning it on, turning it off, plugging it, plugging it out, turning it on, yes, it's now functional. But makabapatish means it wasn't the item it was supposed to be, and now it is. And that gets us back to that old question, right? Is a not, you know, you know, how do we define exactly a Kaylee, right? And and could makabapatish be something that can turn on and off? That's very hard to understand, right? Makabapatish is more is one of the more difficult approaches. Okay. To sum can up, I, can I actually ask you yeah. about this paragraph? I, I read it before, and I was very puzzled by the musical sounds on Shabbat. It sounds okay, as yeah, if, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if somebody sings on Shabbat and taps on the on the on the table, that would be a musical instrument. Yeah. So is this a problem? So, so there's that, a problem with banging on a table rhythmically. There is a problem, even according to many posts, with clapping on Shabbos. To, to music, um, oh, wow. because if that's a normal way to create music, which is why you'll sometimes see in like Lithuanian, Hasidim do it, because they hold a Zahatar because of Kavit Shabbos or whatever, I don't know. Um, but, but not to put that Hasidim, I'm not trying to be dismissive at all. They have but, an approach why clapping on Shabbos is okay. If you're doing it for the honor of Shabbos, there's a discussion, I, I, I don't know the details. But many but, Lithuanians are not fit to clap like this on Shabbos, right? Because it's not the normal way to do it. Because I often do it when I sing, right? I, I, right. So I, if you go, if you're singing and you're going like this, right? And it's not like in a rhythmic way, just you're kind of, you're together with the beat, people say that's better. But if let's say you're kind of, you know, you're a, kind of a guy who can keep tone and you can like, you know, drum on the table on Shabbos, that, that's much more problematic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this has to do with, with, with a vessel? No, no, no. So, the, so the, the, the problem, meaning the reason why doing these things is prohibited, it's a rabbinical degree decree, I'm sorry, unless somebody with a musical instrument, it breaks and they fix it. So the right. Ramam is just kind of talking about the problem of fixing a, a musical instrument. Oh, I see. But it's not directly relevant to us. What we're talking about is this notion of uh, completing a thing. So, so what comes out at the end of the day, mm -hmm. right? What comes out at the, at, the, at the end of the day, really, is that we have, we have, three primary problems or four or three primary problems with electricity on Shabbos, right? Number one, there is molid, which would be definitely an issue for turning it on. Turning it off, as we said, increasing things could be different. We have the binion of the chazonish, which as we saw is 
really depending on a very deep understanding in Binyan, which if you're going to disagree with the Chazanish, you have to really understand Binyan as well as he, as, as, as well as he did, which not that many people can do. Ramosha Feinstein was worried, meaning he very much understood the approach of the Chazanish, and he was not disagreeing. He said, he said it's maybe this and maybe that. He, he was very strict, strict about it. Um, the third approach is Makabapatish, which we didn't see clear sources, but there are many poskim who say this. Makabapatish suffers from a lot of the same issues, as we said, as you know, some of the questions that come up by 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 Bona. Okay. So what is the final psak of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, who is considered to be by many one of the most lenient here? So he says as follows: Nizbayer Lefizad Daiti, right? It becomes clear that according to my opinion. In a case where you do not do any kind of ignition or extinguishing, meaning you don't turn off a light, you are simply just plugging a telephone into the, into the, into the electric card. You should not prohibit it on Shabbos or Yomtev to plug it in, right? Right? Not because of Makabapatish and not because of Mailet. Ach Choshve Shahamonaam Eniodeya. Right? Klal Lahavchin Bakach. The problem is that most people don't really understand the subtle, the subtle distinctions here between what's permissible or not. Viyachal Lito Saideza Shemutar Gamla Hadlik Vlachabos Esachashmal Vishabis. They would think that one can turn on and extinguish electricity on Shabbos, meaning he's talking about a case where you have a flow and you want to plug in an appliance, right? But turning on, you know, kind of an electric current, creating an electric current, he seems to be much more strict about, okay? Um, we cannot permit this. Okay? So his personal view is that electricity should be permissible in a case where it doesn't violate any of the issues of Havara, of lighting a fire. However, and this is the important point, what should I do? That was the opinion we saw. <coughs> right? What we saw, and he prohibits it because of means seltzer. Okay. Um, so he said there's a problem making a seltzer. Right, people are lenient on seltzer, but that could have to do with which is a different question. But what's important to understand is that Abshalom Zalman does not permit it at the end of the day, right? He says, I don't understand why it's prohibited, but what am I supposed to do? The Beisitzchak, and in other years he said the Chazanish in many places prohibited. So he says it's for sure forbidden, okay? To him, this is purely theoretical, his, his, his argument. However, there was a story that when he was younger, he felt it was really permitted, and he allowed his mother to turn on and off her hearing aids on Shabbos. Now, it's important because the case was the hearing aids, right, which are battery operated, right? So we don't have the issue with plugging into the ground. And he wrote to the Chazanish and he said, do you mean to tell me that I desecrated Shabbos de Arisa for all these years and I told my mother to do that? And the Chazanish wrote him back, I think, a one-word answer, and he said yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so as the reality is like Ramosha Feinstein almost all postkim both before and after the Chazanish really prohibit electricity on Shabbos some entertain Binyan as the Chazanish does Makabipatish, Molid there are others that want to come up with kind of other creative you know issues some want to say there's a problem of Ovdu Dechal that it's like a weekday use but prohibiting because of Ovdu Dechal is very is very very difficult um because as we've said in the past, right, of the dechal is a very subjective thing, right? That something which looks like a weekday use is very subjective because once something becomes normalized, right, on, on Shabbos, then it's it's not of the dechal anymore, right? And and you know there there's uh, the the founder of uh, Machon Somet, which is one of kind of the this institute in Israel that really you know deals a lot you know with you know technology and halacha. Which they introduced the GoRam switch and, and other things for hospitals. 
they write an article about electricity on Shabbos and they kind of very strongly kind of understand the Chazanish and from Zalman, but this Uvda Dechal business, they, they're very unhappy about and And it's a very difficult approach to take, Uvda Dechal. So what comes out at the end of the day, right, is that the Chazanish, and to get ourselves to have our own opinion on electricity is very difficult, right? Because there's so much nuance and deep questions that we really have to be educated to have an opinion, right? Which is, you know, generally the point of all these, you know, of kind of our learning is for us to understand how little we know, right? Now, the, the you know, not to actually get upset. Now, the, the consensus is in America, in America, that posts can tend to, air, to, can tend to treat electricity as a derabanum, as a rabbinic prohibition in America, and many post them in Israel as well. And this has very important ramifications for our discussions about asking the non-Jew to turn the air conditioner on on Shabbos, right? Dealing with electricity with regards to psikreshe de lo by a derabanum, right? That when you walk in front of a motion sensor where you don't want the effect, right? So we bumped into electricity everywhere, right? We are going as derabanum. It's just important for us to keep in mind that there is a very scary cloud hanging over our heads, that it, it may very well be the Orisa, and there's Ramosha and the Chazanish. Chazanish felt that way. Ramosha felt that that opinion was definitely very reasonable, right? And, and you know, others held that way, or it could be Makabipatish. So it's very scary to play with electricity, right? Not just for your general health, but also for your spiritual health on Shabbos, right? Um, to, to deal with it, okay? All right, we'll, we'll stop here. If anybody has any other any other questions, uh, please feel free. I'm going to stop the recording now.